sports fans and welcome to the 8th episode of Pop Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up and talk about rugby league. My name is Adam and I know very little about football, so I am joined like always with my panel of armchair experts. Smokes. G'day, good to be back. And the principal. Hello, hello, it's good to be back after a week off. Phantom's taken this week off. So, experts, let's crack our beers. Cheers. There we go. And get into it. Last week, we were all together in person. I know. Like, in the same house, in the same room, uh, to watch the Broncos beat the Titans. Well, look, first of all, it was good to just get down to Sydney and catch up with all, with, with you bikes. That was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, what a great result. A great result for rugby league, I think. I just love the different emotions that you went through, <laughs> Smokes, as the game went on. That was entertainment in itself, well, more so than the game. And it was fantastic. I've got to say, I loved Phantom's comment. When it was 22-0 after 15 minutes to the Titans, I just got up and said, yeah, I need to pour myself something stronger. And he says to me, I am really impressed with your maturity because in the past you would have carried on, complained, moaned, acted like a two-year-old. I said, yeah, mate, but the difference is back then we were all, I always expected us to win, whereas now I never expect us to win. So I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, a game where we all tipped the wrong team and our wives and partners, the, at least the ones that do tip football, all tipped the right teams. They did. I feel like such a traitor. I mean, they, they all tipped the Broncos and us, us experts tipped the Titans, including the Bronco fan here. And Just, I still can't believe you tip against your team every week. Have you tipped them once this year, apart from the Bulldogs, Sam? I tipped them in the Bulldogs game and I think I tipped them... Against Parramatta. Oh, and I tipped them the first time we played the Gold Coast. So, yeah, so I've tipped them three times and I was right once. Your tips are pretty rubbish this week, Craig. I mean, uh, maybe I should have done the podcast with our wives and girlfriends because, <laughs> well, I guess I kind of did uh, because we recorded some bonus episode content, but sort of we were talking and then you guys were talking and then there was just nothing that we could be salvaged from that audio. I just wasn't thinking about it. I was just drinking and I'm like, Oh, it'll be fine. It's such a shame because we actually did a shout-out to our biggest and apparently only fan. Uh, I think her name was Lindsay. Let's do a shout-out to Lindsay anyway. So shout-out shout to, to Lindsay. Thank you for supporting us over the last two months. Uh, we'll see if we can get to at least another two months before <laughs> they finally can us. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Well, we're only going to can ourselves. This, no one can stop us, right? Uh, There's we, no we stop We are us. at round eight. That is like two months. We're this. a third through the season. Jesus, really? Yeah, third way through, 24 matches, and we got through eight. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right. Well, I can't see this stopping. All right, let's talk about round eight. Uh, Raiders versus Rabbitohs. We all picked Rabbitohs. Do we have to? Well, well, you know what? This game started and uh, started well for the Raiders, and Rabbitohs are off their, their game a bit in this, in this match anyway, but... Yeah, Raiders had some energy and some sort of motivation that first half after a lot of dropping players being dropped and injuries or whatever the reason is, but they couldn't sustain it the in the second half. They sort of, I guess, they lived up to their faders tag this year, which they sort of got rid of for a few years and that's sort of coming back now. I'm hoping they can pull it together this week. And I was watching it and... I was like, oh, yeah, we might have a chance, we might have a chance, and then we didn't have a chance. And then at the end of the round, or at the end of the game, sorry, there was like three or four uh, disallowed tries or whatever. I was starting to get excited slash worried. Yeah, well, Jack White had two disallowed in two minutes, I think, and, um, and, and it was a 12-point game at the time. So if one of those goes their way, it might be grandstand finish. Um, look, I actually thought it was an improved effort by the Raiders. I mean, because Souths are... 
Top, top rung. The top rung team. They really are. They've only lost one game this year, and that was to the Melbourne Storm, who are also a top rung team. Um, I thought the Raiders were, were pretty strong for most of this game. There's just a period where South got away from them a bit. And, and, you know, George Williams pulled out a couple of hours before the game, a couple of other guys missing. So it was a pretty good effort, considering, I thought. Yeah, it was a good effort. I think, you know, who was awesome, Whitehead, filling mm. in from the second row. Well, he was playing 5-8 for a half-back or something, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, and Whiten sort of played everything. And it was always going to be hard when basically Whiten's our only, only kicker, basically, the whole game. So. And you're still missing the fullback as well. Yeah, I think that was probably Whiten's best game. He was very dangerous. It just those couple of disallowed tries. But Moving on. Uh, Storm versus Shark. Yeah, look, I watched this. And at half time, I think there was, I don't know if there was four, two points, four points in it. It was actually looking like a great game. And then I walked away, came back 10, 15 minutes later into that second half, and the game was all gone. And then, it, you know, it was a convincing Storm win in the end. So, you know, I think it's going to happen a lot to the Sharks. I don't think they can... Keep it, keep up the motivation without without their proper coach. Yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, I think um, it's it's not just um, going to happen regularly to the Sharks. It's going to happen regularly to teams who play Melbourne. I mean, those lesser teams. The thing that Melbourne does so well is they just eventually grind you down. Like you, you stay with them for a certain period of time, but they're going to do it for the full eighty. Whereas other teams might be able to do it for 40, 50, 60 minutes and then fall away. Other than those those top teams. So that's just what Melbourne do. They 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 basically just are so patient. Eventually, they know you're going to crack, and when you do, they turn that crack into a huge hole. What's most impressive is they barely kicked a goal the whole night for all their tries. So in a forty point game that they they scored, they barely got a goal. So that was impressive as well. They need to probably work on that kicking though. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Broncos Titans. One we all watched. <laughs> I'm celebrating this uh, tonight, boys. I'm even actually using my. My Broncos stubby cooler for my beer tonight because I'm a happy Broncos fan this week. Look, my God, what a very, very odd... I mean, trying to be unbiased, that was a really odd game of football. That was very strange. I mean, 22 nil after 14 minutes to the Gold Coast. I think they had 10 sets to the Broncos two, and it was like, what on earth is going on here? They, they, they scored a couple of soft tries through kicks... There was another one that was a quite a well-constructed try, which not many defences would have stopped. And then the, the one that concerned me was the fourth try, that they just went straight through the middle so softly. And I thought, oh, God, this could be anything. But then all of a sudden it just swung. It completely swung. And by halftime, it's 22-all. I mean, Asako had a bit of a shocker in the first 15 minutes not being in the right position to, to clean up those kicks. But then by halftime, he had two tries and two try assists. And all of a sudden, it's 22-all. And we've got all the momentum. And then the second half, they sort of just continued on with it. Corey Oates came up with a great play to, to intercept and give the Broncos the lead. And, and then they put another try not too long after that. And then from there, they... I think they had a 14-point lead, withstood the Titans. They got one late to pull the score back a bit. But um, I guess that what I was so impressed with and what it showed absolutely is what the Broncos need. And I'm not saying he's the answer, but Tyson Gamble was put in at halfback. And not a lot of people know about him, but he's, he's, about, he's 24 years old, plays in the Queensland Cup. And they brought him in because obviously they don't want to use Tom Dearden anymore. Now he's pissing off to the Cowboys. But you can see that he was willing to give the team direction and orders on the field. You could see him pointing out to players. You could see him barking orders. You could see how fired up he was when something went their way. Like he showed that he is he's a footballer, which means he's going to talk on the field, which is what your halfback needs to do. They need to you need to believe that your halfback is going to lead you, and that's what he gave them. He didn't do anything particularly brilliant, but he was there. 
in every play. I mean, he backed up um, the, the try that, that, that um, Asako made the big break off the bomb, and then he was there to receive the, the pass and put Coates away. So stuff like that is what they've been begging for, the Broncos, and they, they, they got it through him. So it was a, a really good, strong effort. And ended up being the biggest comeback in Broncos history, um, being down 22-0 and coming back to win. So a slice of history for them. Yeah, it's interesting. Titans seem to have fell off a cliff a bit mm. in terms of their form from the, what it was at the start of the year. And I saw Ash Taylor's being dropped form for form and or injury or whatever it is. And, yeah. you know, some cracks are starting to, to show pretty early on, considering how strong they were looking their last two games in particular, too, they've had big leads and got run down and fairly comfortably in the end, too. So, you know, South, they had a big lead against them and then they fell away in the second half. And, and against the Broncos, they, they had a big lead early and the Broncos had them back to level by half time. So, yeah, really, um, you know, and the week before that, I think Manly belted them. So they're, they're, they've got a few yeah. defensive um, issues to clean up. Absolutely, Panthers versus Eagles. Yeah, I um I, I watched um a, a good chunk of this game. Um, geez, it was a completely different style of game to when they played each other earlier in the year, earlier in the season. Penrith pumped them by about forty points, but um, different Manly side with Turbo in, and and they were a real chance of winning this game. They Penrith were always in the lead, but Manly stayed with them all the way. Um, it wasn't until the last couple of minutes, I think, where Penrith were up by six. They put a grubber kick through. Um, Manly were begging the ball to, to go dead so they could get the seven-tackle set, but a player ran through and then tapped the ball back in and they, they scored the, the, the ceiling try. But uh, it was a good effort. I mean, Turbo scored a good intercept try and that, uh, that winger for Manly, Saab, geez, he has got some speed. When he gets a bit of open, open field in front of him, that, it's hard to run him down. He, he burnt them on the wing to get them back in the game late. So, um, so But Penrith, just, they're, they're very, they're very tough, tough to beat because they... They sometimes seem like they're in second or third gear, and then when they need to, they, they just up it a bit just to push that lead out and then, then go back into the into second gear and just go into cruise control. So Just to, they've got so much confidence that just, mm. you know, they can they can do that. They take the foot off for a little bit, you know, put it back on when they need to, and, yeah, yeah. I just think it's almost like it's they're, they're It's almost like they're playing in a sense that they don't want to play at their absolute hardest for the entire 80 minutes to not burn out because that can be a risk with teams sometimes. If they have a great year the year before and then they go full throttle, they can burn out by mid to three quarters through the season. So it's almost like they're just trying to play within themselves a little bit. They'll come out of their shells enough just to get that lead out a bit and then sort of play within themselves again. So they're handling it pretty well at the moment. Bulldogs versus Eels. We all picked Eels, so <laughs> a bit of a one-sided yeah. match that one, I think. Yeah, not too much to talk about that one. No problems. Moving along. Um, Knights versus Roosters. Prince Phantom would have been very happy about that game. Yeah, I mean, I guess he would have normally spoken about this. I mean, he did send us a message actually saying, don't give me any score updates because I'm out at the moment and I want to watch a replay. Um, I was so tempted to just like send him smart-ass messages. And, oh, the Knights are up by 20. But uh, we, we caught little glimpses of it because me and, me and Prince were out having a couple of beers with some mates, with yourself as well. We caught up with you. Um, mm. but yeah, look, we caught bits and pieces of it. Oh, the story, again, is Sam Walker. I mean, the, the, the kid has got, I think, I think it said in his five games, he's got um, 13 try assists or something. He came up with four in this game. He scored a couple himself, lots of kick metres. Uh, I guess the other big story to come out of this game was... Um, Brett Morris um, doing his knee, and he was actually captaining in the side. Um, and he actually, apparently in the dressing sheds afterwards, because he pretty much knew his knee was gone and that's going to be his career, uh, he said to the team, like, 
I'm very honoured that my final game I got to captain this group. So, very sad if that is his final game. I do remember this game now. Yeah. I was pretty intoxicated. So was Mrs. Host. Uh, <laughs> we were both intoxicated. That's a story for the R-rated version of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was a little bit more intoxicated. But I, I am... I am having flashbacks of seeing the guy hobble off the, the field and he, I think his brother was in there as well. Or yeah, it was shattering. Yeah, yeah, Josh plays for the team as well and, and he was um, giving him a massive hug, yeah. More bad news for Roosters with uh, Lindsay Collins doing an ACL as well. So Oh, that's not he's out good for the because well. we need him for Queensland. So it's bad for Queensland. It's good as a New South Wales supporter, but oh. yeah, so he in the same night. So I honestly would love to I just I don't know how long Roosters can keep winning for now. They they're losing mm. so many players. Sam Verrills, did you hear what happened to him? He um got a detached retina. So he was about to come back. Oh. Detached retina. Now it, oh. and now he's out as well. So. Of all the things you don't want to be detached, I think retina's one of yeah. them. And they they well, exactly. Uh, look, they've had injuries. They've had injury issues the entire season, but they've still only lost the two games. That that just goes to show the the quality of coaching they have at that club and the once you get that sort of and I don't like to use the word too much because everyone uses it but the word culture and they've got such a good culture there that they they developed a winning way and, and look they'll, they'll they'll continue to beat the lesser teams I guess it's when they come up against those top three or four teams with all those injuries that's where they're going to struggle but against the lower teams they'll handle it because they're such a, a well prepared um, quality football team. All right, uh, Warriors versus Cowboys. Again, a cliche, a tale of two halves. I mean, the first half was all the Warriors. They pretty much had all the ball. They, they scored all their points in the first half. They were up 24-4 to four at halftime. Cody Nikarima and uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek um, combined and sort of traded tries with each other with, with their combination. And um, as a Broncos fan, very disappointing to see Reese Walsh doing so well. They had him in at 5-8 for this game. And, geez, he, um, he's got some real promise about him. He's, he played amazingly. Uh, then the second half, the Cowboys struck back and, and just fell short in the end. They got the 24-20. Good game in the fact that they, they, they got back in it. And they still had about a good 15 minutes when they got to 24-20 to try and steal the game. But the Warriors held on, so... Okay, and last one, uh, Dragons versus West Tigers. Good Tigers back. They've, they've got a win, so Dragons have sort of got into a bit of a form slump too. It's happened to a few teams that they're just really struggling. And Did Ben Hunt play this game? Yeah, it was his first game back. Look, I only caught a couple of very small glimpses of this game. Um, yeah, look, they've lost three in a row now, so it's 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 interesting with the yeah. Dragons. I mean, they they, they had a, had a good run of wins now, a few losses. Um, apparently, look, I didn't see much of it. Apparently, it was not a very high quality game, uh, from what I have been told. Uh, but look, it, it's just kind of frustrating as a Broncos fan. We finally move up a rung on the ladder, and then the Tigers win and bump us back down one. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so whatever. Uh, thanks, St. George, for your, your, your strong effort. Yeah, just looking through the tips, most of us picked the same. I mean, Principal and myself picked, I think, the exact same. Phantom with these little wild crazy ones, you know. West Tigers, he picked them, and he was the only one that did. So just to quickly sum up, Phantom got 6 out of 8. Smokes got 5 out of 8. Principal and Adam obviously got 6 out of 8 because we picked the same teams. My disloyalty has cost me. Well, only one. Uh, so, Phantom, 39 out of 64. Smokes, Smokes 36 you, out of 64. Smokes, you're coming last. What's happening? That was terrible. Oh, mate, it's... it's um, Can't let Phantom beat you. Yeah, I know. Look, look I'll get Phantom. Look, as, as I keep telling you all, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And we all knew through high school that, that Phantom was a sprinter. So, I'll, I'll get him. I'll get him in the long run. I'm confident. Confident. Helps to just stay in front, though, doesn't it? 
uh, principle. Just stay yeah. in front. Oh, of yeah, well, yeah, but, but consistency. But right? Phantom's not a stayer. Stayer. He's a. He's um. Yeah. I'll get him. I'll get him. I'm confident. Principle is forty five out of sixty four, and I'm on forty six out of sixty four. And reminder, I'm purely picking what the odds are. Uh, which we'll get to later. Uh, so, moving on to some news headlines. Uh, Broncos finally get a win as young star Penn's monster deal. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's happened. Katoni Staggs has finally confirmed his loyalty to this once great club. He's uh, officially announced today by the Broncos that he has... Signed a four-year deal. It's reported to be worth $2.8 million, so 700 k a year. Pretty solid money. Uh, he's only 21 or 22. He is absolutely going, at this stage, our marquee player. Whether he plays centre or 5-8 is yet to be confirmed. However, it was very interesting in the days leading up to this. There was a lot of buzz about the fact that the Broncos are making a huge push for Adam Reynolds, even though this time last week we were talking about how apparently it was a done deal with the Sharks. Apparently not so much because Kevin Walters and our new CEO flew down to meet with him on Sunday, and apparently in the coming days or weeks he's going to be flying up to see the Broncos' facilities. The story over the weekend too is the only reason Staggs hadn't put pen to paper is because he still wanted some clarity over who was going to be the club's halfback next year. Now he signs... Is that an indication that perhaps the club is extremely confident that they're going to get Adam Reynolds or or another quality half? I don't know, but that would be very exciting if that's the case because um, if we we got Adam Reynolds on top of the the re-signing of Katoni Staggs, that's huge news for the club. So very exciting. Finally, some good news here. Yeah, it's been good. I mean... Oh, look at that mo. Look at that mo too. Look at that mo. Oh, that's a good one, (laughs) eh? It's quality. So I hope you don't ruin him like you ruined Jack Bird as well. If you can't play 5 oh, go, we, it'll we, be we, fine, we, don't worry. We, Stuff him up, we, ship him off, and we, now he's good again at another club. Hey, similar hey, it's to what not he did to Milford, so no, 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 got a no, bad, no. Jack, bad record. Jack Bird, Jack Bird is very similar to what happened with Scott Prince with us. Every time he got on the field for us, he got bloody injured. And then he leaves, goes to the Tigers, never gets injured again, and he gets a premiership. Oh, Jack Bird was like, Brisbane was his kryptonite. The common factor in all of this is Brisbane. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you, yes. ruin, you ruin players and then you just ship them back and then they... Moving on. Inside heated Ricky meeting that forced infuriated Raiders to relinquish captaincy. What this is. Uh, this has come out and this has been denied. I think it's probably sounding more like a rant, but these, the, <laughs> I've only noticed that probably the last year and a half, right? With the the people reporting, so Fox Sports, like James, some people on there, James Hooper, some of these um, Buzz Rothfield, all those people, they it's like they're just taking one little story and then just making it into this big thing so they can write and be the first person that talks about all this shit. It's honestly as if there's not a heated argument in in a footy team every bloody day of the week. Every team would be yeah. having mad mm, arguments. True. It's just you know what? It's easy because. The Raiders have got so many problems. That's, I'm not hiding from that fact, but things like this, I just, I don't even see it as news. Not, I don't even know how they know. Ricky Shewer's denied it. Yeah, Hodgson's denied it. And now they're saying this has happened. And I think it's either the media, so those, you know, trying to get these stories, or it's all the agents trying to move players around and they're all saying, oh, you know, this is what happened. And, and the media are, are believing all these, these stories, but... He's still down from the captaincy. I, I think there's probably some, some issues there, but 
it's just I don't think there's much to this one. It's just it's a bit ridiculous, really. I, I think I think they've it's definitely been blown out of proportion. I mean, I actually for the second time this year I watched NRL three hundred and sixty before we did this podcast, and they were talking about this and. Sort of, they they were saying that uh yeah it's it's definitely been blown out. He said that it wasn't a heated exchange, and apparently the um the journalist who published the original article and took those quotes um the Raiders have contacted him and he's apparently admitted that no I shouldn't have described it as a heated exchange or or you know verbal whatever. Um, look, apparently they did have a good discussion. Apparently the way the, way the discussion finishes, they both gave each other a hug. Apparently Paul Kent asked Ricky, you know, why is it Josh Hodgson relinquished the captaincy? He said, he said, there is a reason he's done it, and he's told that me, to me in confidence. I'm not going to break his confidence now. He said, eventually it'll come out. When it does, you're going to look back at this whole, oh, he's relinquished the captaincy, how big is this? And you'll say, oh, it's not really that big a deal. I guess the big thing, though, here is, you know, generally when there's, when there's smoke, there is a bit of fire too. And the, the stories are now coming out that he is shopping around a little bit or that there's clubs who are inquiring about him, one of them being the Broncos. I think, I think the reason that this is blown out of proportion is because the Raiders are in a form slump. So if they were winning games, this doesn't even really get, get mentioned. That because a few of their key players are down on form and they're not winning games, everything becomes an issue. Like the, the whole Joseph Tarpany and his, and his wife... You know, coming out on, on Instagram saying, oh, you, you're leaving my husband on the bench for 50 minutes and that's why we're f***ed and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm sure that was on Fox Sports as well. Yeah, I did see that on Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah, though. yeah. And look, you know, you know it's going you know to um, blow this all over? A couple of wins. And I think there's one coming this weekend for mm. them. Yeah, I think they will. And I mean, there's other rumours, uh, not rumours, but there's other things where you know, George Williams is homesick, which is... Yeah, that's an interesting one, yeah. Again, yep. an easy story to run and... Um, but you know he said he said he's committed to the to the Raiders for the the end of his contract for another two years. So you know what, if he's homesick, it gives Raiders time to plan. It's not again, it's not a huge story. It's just sort of something that again with losing in a losing team with all this. Exactly, it seems bigger because you. Yeah. Know, I, th- I think with the um, the George Williams things too. I think the Raiders have said to him, look, we understand and and appreciate your concerns. However, we're not releasing you from this contract unless. I think the basis it. Well, I don't know if they said it to him directly, but like, unless we find a suitable replacement, we're not releasing you. Yeah. And, and apparently he has accepted that and said, yep, no worries, I'll honour my contract um, if you find someone or whatever. And look, yelling too, with the whole COVID thing, sometimes players feel a bit more homesick than they actually are just because, you know, without COVID, you can travel. So it's like, okay, even though I'm not going to go home, I know I can whenever I want. Whereas now that COVID's here, it's like, oh, shit, I can't even go home and see my family. Um, oh, now I just really want to just go home and stay there. So that plays into it a bit, yeah. I think. So and, and you, are, Rick, Ricky's always been big on that with players. So John Bateman got injured for a big chunk of the season. He went yeah. back to England before COVID. He yeah. was allowed to go back, see his family, no yeah. problems, then come back get while and do his rehab over there. So I think yeah. there's obviously... Ricky Stewart said, you know, this can happen, but then obviously COVID's happened and he's lost mm. that that contact with his family over there. And I yeah, think Ricky yeah, Stewart yeah. had all the English players over at his house for Christmas Day this year too. So, you know, he looks after yeah, them. Yeah, I, I think they, that, yeah. they definitely are. Yeah, he looks after his players. But anyway, get up, get up, we should Ricky. move on. In Ricky, we trust. Yep. <laughs> Keep calm and trust Ricky. <laughs> that was just for it. the Phantom. That's oh, just we love that. We, that I, even I love that one. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Samoa rejects... John's brother's coaching offer. Well, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I can't believe they would they would reject. And Sonny yeah. Bill Williams had three 
I don't. I don't mean I don't know about Sonny Bill Williams' um, coaching credentials, but just surely they had the John, John's brothers wanting to be involved in a a team that's been a shambles for a, for a while, which shouldn't be. It's just I, def- I, I definitely know about Sonny Bill's commentating credentials, and there is none. He need they, Channel Nine need to boot him. He is bloody hopeless. Uh, oh, but shocking. Yeah, oh, yeah. But but look, in terms of the coaching, and and look, it's it's obviously the the, the John's boys and and and. Yeah, they'd be the ones coaching. Sonny Bill's just there for the name. Um, they, they've obviously discussed it because they, they think that Samoa should be at the same level as Tonga. And if you look at it in terms of their their actual full-strength playing squad, what it would be, damn, there is some talent there. They would absolutely be on that level. That, that's some origin quality. Like, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, for example, and I know he's going to Union, but, for example, he could have been playing for Samoa. But now, apparently, there's about seven or eight of their top players who refuse to play for them under the current coaching system with, with Matt Parrish, who is their coach. Um, but the, the Samoan board have come out and said, no, we're sticking with the coach and, you know, we appreciate the offer. Thanks, but no thanks. It's like, well, and I know you shouldn't let your players necessarily dictate who coaches you, but if you've got, especially if you're a team like Samoa, and you've got seven or eight top-line players who are test-quality players who are saying, we will play for you if you change your coach. You've got to consider it. You've at least got to look at it and, and seriously consider it. And imagine the hype that would build for, for, for World Cup. Like, you got, oh, we've got the Johns brothers coaching Samoa. Like, that's massive. That would be such a huge draw card for the World Cup. Even just end of season games, just having Samoa competitive with Tonga. Imagine if you could have that four way Pacific Islands. You know, New Zealand, Tonga, Samoa, and uh, it'd Australia. It'd be huge. It'd, it'd be, be awesome. huge. And, and the thing is, Tonga, in the last five years, when they've all of a sudden become. You know, a very strong team. It's it's not just like a, oh yeah, they're improving. No, they've knocked off New Zealand, uh, England, and Australia since since they they were they were using their full strength team. Now that is no small feat to beat the three top tier nations of rugby league. That's huge, especially yeah. beating beating the Kangaroos. I'm sorry, but that is huge. And you know what? That was a great game, and I was actually going for Tonga in the end. <laughs> I'm a Kangaroo supporter, but you I know, know I wanted them to win. I wanted them to. Just it was fantastic to watch. And do you know who played halfback for uh, Tonga in that match when they beat Australia? Katoni Staggs played halfback in that game. How Walker's rookie explosion left Roosters with three point one million dollar headache. Go for it, Principal. It's about time they had a bloody salary, salary cap headache because you know what? They they haven't ever had one. I don't. You know, maybe it's just to throw people off the scent. They want people to feel a bit sorry for them. You know, oh, we've got so many injuries, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now we can't pay for our players that we that are not injured. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Move on. <laughs> this is revenge This is revenge for uh, Phantom's rant on the Raiders <laughs> last week, isn't it? <laughs> it's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, qu- to quickly touch on the story. Basically, Pre-planned. Pre-planned. Yeah. Pre- yeah, yeah, but basically, um, the, 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 the meat of the story is that um, Sam Walker's obviously his first five games, he's absolutely killing it. He's on low pay, obviously, because he's a rookie. He wasn't expected to play a lot of first grade this year. Um, teams have about $9 million to spend on their 30-man squad. The Roosters have 9.1. The Roosters have about $6 million tied up to their top 12 players, which means they've got to spread $3.1 million on their other 18 players, which doesn't leave a lot of cash if they need to make a big money off now. As we know, some clubs who are desperate for a playmaker, maybe the Broncos, for example, they will offer <laughs> big money to get these young guys. So if someone all of a sudden goes, hey, we're going to throw $800,000 at Sam Walker, 18-year-old kid, 
I've just been offered $800,000 a year. That's a lot of money to say no to. And the Roosters probably, due to their cap, issue, their, their, their cap pressure, probably can't match it. So, yeah, I, I guess see how it unfolds. I don't know how long he's signed for the Roosters. For. I don't know if he's there for another couple of years or what. I'm not sure. But he, he'll, he'll end up staying. He'd be crazy to leave Roosters, really. Realistically, it's just career suicide. I, and and look, let's just say if he's there for another couple of years, it wouldn't surprise me if the Roosters get on the front foot and say, look, even though we're signing for another couple of years on this low pay, we're going to upgrade your contracts. Instead of getting 150 grand a year, we're going to up you to 300 for the next couple of years. Like they'll, they'll do something to, to sweeten the deal, to sweeten the pot. So they'll do something. Yeah, they've got their sombrero. They'll work it out. Uncle Nick will have a bag of cash. There'll be a new, there'll be a new bloody um, car in his front yard by the end of the week. He'll be fine. But I, I've just noticed I've just noticed as well on the screen um, the phantom synopsis from the last week, which he wanted us to sort of read out. I think, I think the principal should read out the phantom synopsis of last week. All right. So Phantom says, Melbourne, his synopsis is Melbourne, Grubs, Sam Walker, Beast, Brett Morris, Beast with one knee, Canberra, <laughs> social media experts. <laughs> and no, it said social media spuds. That's not what he said. <laughs> social media spuds. I'll correct that. Broncos, Lucky, and Titans, Robbed. Nice. Thank you, Phantom. Uh, okay, so on to B-Bets. One thing, during when we were all watching the Broncos-Titans game together, me and Phantom did have a live beer bet. Uh, when it was 22-0 after 15 minutes, Phantom predicted that the Titans would get to 36 by halftime. I said the Titans will not score another point in the first half. And I put two beers on the line, and I was correct. So the God. Phantom owes me another two beers. So all right, Phantom <laughs> on. So so he's down. Da- he's down two, and I'm up to one. Yes, and I'm up to Smokes thirty-one. Up to thirty-one. All right. Oh yeah. Sw- give me some sweet, sweet beers. Uh, this week bets. I think Phantom's got. He did send a bet through. Two games go into Golden Point this week. I am taking I don't that think that's bet. I'll absolutely take that bet, and I cannot. I would imagine the principal is going to jump on board with that too. Yeah, I'm jumping on. Getting a little bit adventurous here. Um, now, there's been a recent trend in the last few weeks of a lot of guys going to the sin bin because of the whole new high tackle. Put them in the bins; they can do the 18th man replacement. I'm making a prediction: there will be no sin bins this round. Oh, I'm going that one. I'm going to take that I don't one. Think that's going to happen either. I, I, I will assume the Phantom will jump on board with that when he let it, when we let him know, but yes, we've got at least got a taker. All right, Principal, what's yours? I'm going to go, Roosters will get another long-term injury. And we'll define long-term by six weeks plus. So not season, not season injury, season ending, but yeah, just something like that. No, I'm going to take that bet. Their luck is finally going to swing a little bit. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I think six weeks is, is enough because that gets you past origin and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. I accept those terms. Okay, uh, on to something a little bit different this week. Uh, Principal, you've signed us up for some push-up challenge. Please explain. Yes. So it's, it's time for us all to get fit and work off some of these beers. So what we're going to do for the month of June, we're going to do the push-up challenge. So all four of us have signed up and committed to doing, uh, I think it's 3,318 push-ups off the top of my head. And that's got to be done between July 1, uh, June 1 and June 25. 
a lot so of push-ups. A lot of push-ups. So we've got targets every day. Some days it's 80, some days it's over 200 push-ups we've got to do. No, no, no. And 130 every day. That's what I'm going for because that's going to be hard. And, and you can average it out, uh, but it's all for a good cause. So it's all to where our charity is going to be uh, Headspace and Lifeline. So, which is important charities for mental health. So it's it's all for a good uh, cause, and we've got our page set up for donations and things like that to do that. And we're we're all committing to getting these push ups done. Yeah, look, it's going to be a really good challenge. Um, as you said, I mean, a, a average out to about one hundred and thirty or one hundred and thirty two uh, push ups a day. That is a lot. I mean. Generally, when I've done push-ups in the past, I usually do 10 or 20 a day just to, to keep yourself going, but there's 130 plus a day. That's a lot. So we're actually going to have to do a little bit of training through the month of May just to get our bodies used to it. I was going to start this week, but I've absolutely completely, I don't know how, but I've completely rooted my thumb to the point where I went to do just um, just weights yesterday, doing some, um, some chest weights, and I couldn't do it because my thumb was rooted. So I'm hoping I can start my training in the next couple of days, but... Um, I was training. Uh, I did 10 on Monday and I was, my shoulder and elbow was making a funny noise on Tuesday. <laughs> and like, it, yeah, it's going to be like that. We're so old and useless. <laughs> That's not a good sign, Bozen. 20 on Tuesday was really hard. It was really hard. And, and I'm, I have to do today's ones and I'm, I'm scared. Sit ups, I think, if would it was, be good. Um, if, can if it was sit ups, I was going to say, if it was sit ups, because I, I do like, I do sit-ups a lot. I mean, like, I'm used to sit-ups. Get a six-pack. I know, that's it. But uh, that's all right. You know, we'll, we'll give the push-ups a go and um, let's give it a red-hot crack, boys. We'll give our push-ups yep. a go. And, um, yeah, I think we can do it. I've created a donation link. It's uh, bit.ly slash pub talk push-up, all lowercase. So if you guys would like to donate, uh, we'll, put a, we'll put a link in the show descriptions and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, something different. We will, uh, maybe not every week, but every fortnight or so, we'll give you an update on how we are going for all of our fans, like Lindsay and whoever else is listening. So, uh... <laughs> there must be one or two others, surely. And for all those international listeners that we have. That's right, all those international listeners. We, I think we've cracked triple digits now, so on to round nine tips. I will get phantoms later, um, but we have Rabbitohs versus Storm Smokes. Oh, this is a oh, this is a cracker to start the um to start the round. Look, I'm even though I think the Rabbitohs are going to win the comp, I'm going to go Storm because the Rabbitohs got quite a few guys out injured. They're only short term injuries, but they're out at the moment. Uh, no Reynolds, no um Cameron Murray. I think um someone else is out. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll go the oh, uh, Camp, um, Campbell, Campbell Graham, Graham and Latrell Mitchell. So got to go the Storm just ba- purely based on they're healthier at the moment. And you, Principal? Yeah, Storm for the same reasons. Uh, Panthers versus Sharks. Smokes. Yeah, I'm on the Panthers. I mean, look, they're, they're going to have a loss soon You just by law of averages, but it won't be against the Sharks. Principal, Sharks. Uh, Panthers, sorry? Panthers, yeah. I was going to say, Sharks might be your new favourite team, aren't they? Well, they were a couple of weeks ago. You know what? I do. I, I, I've got a soft spot for them now. It's building, but, you know, they need to start winning because they're starting mm. to care less. <laughs> need those two points. All right. Uh, sorry, point. Uh, Eels versus Roosters, Smokes. Yeah, look, I've got the Eels, again, just kind of just based on the Roosters having um, so many guys that injured. Um, and they're up against a top team, and that's where the Roosters are probably going to struggle a bit, I think, against those, those best teams. And Principal? Yeah, the Eels. I think they'll get Roosters easily. 13 Ooh, plus. Is there, a, is, there, is, is there another beer bet coming? 
And now I'm running out of beers. I've lost a lot. I can't do any more. I've got to hold back for a bit. I just like keeping note of all these 13 pluses that are like, that never happened. Like Raiders, 30 plus, that didn't happen. Okay. That, Raiders, you know what? They were on track at one stage. I was already having drinking those beers I was going to get. And then, then you had to hand them back. What, like the first 30 seconds or something? All right. Raiders versus Knights. Smokes. Yeah, the Raiders will get their win up. I mean, both clubs have got a few issues, but um, the Raiders at least know what their issues are and what the fix is. I don't think the Knights know what the hell's going wrong with them, so Raiders. Uh, Principal? I guess Raiders. <laughs> he looks very sombre. If the Raiders don't win this, I'll seriously... I'll give up. I'll literally <laughs> give up. Oh, don't give up, if they can't beat a, If they can't beat a team with the, the, the halves that the Knights have this week... Plus all the other, the, the rest of the team. I'll just give up. Yep. The Raiders by easily. McDonald's Park is news Newcastle, I'm guessing. No, nah, right? they're at Wagga this this week, so they're oh. taking a game out to the country. Right. Okay. Anyway, all right. Uh, West Tigers versus Titans. This is a hard one to pick. This is, yeah, this is a hard one to pick. I'll go the Gold Coast with absolutely zero confidence, just on the basis I don't think the Tigers are good enough to win two in a row. That's the only reason. You're making me think there. West Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, yes. That's what they yes. Are. All right, Principal. West Tigers would be still hungover from finally winning a game, so I think <laughs> Titans will easily get this game. This is a very... We're all picking the same teams. We need our wild card. I know. Uh, F- Phantom, Phantom will go opposite. The, the, the outsiders. All right, so this one is uh, North Queensland versus Brisbane. It's a very close game in mm. the stats, and I'm... Mm. Kind of thinking Brisbane's going to do it, even though they're at forty-two percent versus yeah. North Queensland fifty-eight. So I, I got the I've obviously got the Broncos this time. I uh, the Cowboys I do not think are a very good team. So I think we're a good chance. Um, also, Kevy gave him a massive rev up at training. There was a sort of um, you would have read the story principle where he's just going like, um, "You guys aren't effing good enough to be throwing the ball around like that and making mistakes." Blah blah blah. So. I think that rev up was to make sure they didn't get complacent about finally having a win. So I think the Broncos are primed to go two in a row. Yeah, I think Broncos. I don't rate Cowboys, but I don't know how long Kevy can yell at the team every five minutes to try yeah, and get them to play. True. I think that's going to wear thin pretty soon, Agreed. but yeah, I'll go Broncos this week. I know I'm going with Bookie's favourites, but I think they're going to win. Yep. So I think I'm going to tip Broncos Ooh. now. Ooh, he's finally going to get it, going right. against now his own That one, that one's like, I just think they're going to do it. All right. It is a toss of the coin kind of thing, yeah. If I'm wrong, I'll never say a bad thing about the bookies ever again, but they've they've not done me, they've not done me perfectly, so, you know, they're not, they're not perfect either. True, true. Manly versus Warriors. Yeah, look, I'm going Manly. They have a great record against the Warriors, and they were pretty close to beating Penrith, um, so I'll go Manly. And Principal? Yeah, Manly. Uh, okay, and finally, Dragons versus Bulldogs. It sounds like the worst of the worst two yeah, teams, right? Look, look, surely I think the Dragons will get back this week. It's probably a good time for them to run into the Bulldogs because they're in a bit of a slump, so I think it's good timing for them. So Dragons will get this one. I'm so tempted to... I'm actually very tempted to tip Bulldogs. I think they could pull an upset and get a second win, but no, we'll go Dragons. I don't want to win this tipping comp, so I'm going to go a safe bet, but I feel like Bulldogs have got a chance. Well, we've all picked, the three of us have picked the same teams, all of us, unless I've done something wrong. Yeah. I, I, I bet you Phantom tips the dogs. I don't think he's ever tipped against the dogs. I think he tips them every week. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like he's so desperate for those upsets. 
I don't think he's tipped Raiders once, though. No, he doesn't tip them often. Mm. He'll be on the nights. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of podcast eight. Thank you for listening. Uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, tell tell your friends, rate, share, subscribe, all those wonderful things that people say. Uh, and we'll see you next week. We'll be back to do it all again. Bring it on. See you later. Go Raiders. Boom.